your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom in the studio with me this hour is Lacrosse Loggers co-owner, because I think you co-own it with your wife, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> Dan Kopecki's in the studio with me. And we're we're not even going to talk about the loggers. We're going to talk about the logettes. That's my submission, Dan, the log. <laughs> <laughs> the lady loggers, right? That's we're, probably <laughs> we're we're still searching. Okay, so a, uh, a couple months ago, the the Northwoods League announced that they were going to start a softball team, and that was uh, a little bit. We, he's probably not going to try to take all the credit, but that was a little bit of Dan Kopecky's idea to start this uh, equivalent to the loggers baseball team would be a, a softball league. And and then what? Two weeks ago, you were out at Copeland yep, and announced exactly. the first team of the Northwood Softball League would be the the lacrosse team. <laughs> at this point, what yes. is it? What do we call the 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 Washington? What do we call the the Washington football team? Is that what we called oh, it? The, uh, what are they? Uh, but now they're the Commanders. They're the Commanders. Right? But it was exactly. the Washington. So the lacrosse softball team. At this point, we don't have a name. No, we don't. So uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, there's also $545 million on the table in public money to renovate and uh, I, I guess maybe recreate a little bit the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium. And Kapanke is on some I'm kind a, of com- – can you explain what yeah, your role is there? It's just a bunch of uh, businessmen throughout the state of Wisconsin and, and businessmen and women that uh, were part of a coalition that just is, is trying to get the word out about – this $550 million bill or whatever it is about the Milwaukee Brewers and uh, American Family Field. So we can talk about that whenever you're ready. What is it called when you, you're, you would, you're, uh, now I just forgot the term, lobbyist. Are you lobbying? Uh, you're kind of a lobby group a little a bit? A little bit, but we're not paid. And it's, we've had just minimal contact with the legislature. We, we appeared at both hearings in the Senate mm-hmm. and in the Assembly. The Senate one was last week. And assembly was a week before. So we did, um, a couple of us did, but uh, we're just trying to get the word out and support this bill um, because we want to keep Major League Baseball in, in Wisconsin and Milwaukee. And the last thing, which might be the most important thing, is we're the town of Campbell. You're the board chair now. The exactly. town, have you, how long have you been the board chair? I just got elected in April. Okay, because I remember texting the old board chair, maybe, and I probably just missed that 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 switch, and he didn't text me back. It was kind of, <laughs> it was kind of behind uh, under the radar a little bit, let's say. So yeah, and and so you're the board chair in Campbell, and I want to guess that we're closing in on three years that the town of Campbell and residents there that use private wells that are contaminated with PFAS have been on bottled water. Are we closing it on three, say, two and a half, three I would say years? you're pretty close there, yes. Um, we have um, about 1,650 households in Campbell, and about 1,500 of them are on bottled water. 97% of the wells have been tested and have some rate of contamination. Does that change at all? Like, does the number go up? Well, like, if somebody else that didn't have contaminated wells in the last maybe year all of a sudden, they test because the water kind of squishes around under the ground there. It does, and and we have a study out there that's looking at the flow of the water and the contamination and and where it might you know all go on mm. the island. But right now, we've uh, it's pretty widespread, and we have you know like fourteen hundred wells on the island. So, uh, and again, a large percentage of those are contaminated. So, 
the bottled water is in place now. It's a, not a long-term solution for sure. Right, for sure. No. And so we have, we have, uh, did a test well. We spent some money on a test well. We went way deep and we found water that is non-contaminated. It has lead in it and some manganese, but that can be treated. Mm-hmm. So we have a start and we're doing studies. We're talking to the city of La Crosse. We're talking to the city of Alaska. When you, when you say you go, so you went under the PFAS contaminated water to dig deeper. Into a deeper. There must be all kinds of science there that keeps, because once you dig a hole through one yeah, <laughs> basin think, of water right. doesn't that water leak down would, into the well it's, it's got a it's got a pretty sealed pipe so yeah, it doesn't okay. get through into the pipe and and uh so yeah it's um it's, it's crazy we're, the, we're looking. the science behind that yes so it is that's that's the other thing those are like the three things i want to talk about and i don't think well you know there, there probably won't be any time but if if nothing else then i'm just gonna bug you about the state legislature and the governor okay. and the fight between that but some of the stuff yeah. is actually that uh, because well, I bring up PFAS, and there was a story today that Governor Tony Evers might not that might not sign a PFAS bill that I'm not sure it has passed the legislature yet. But at the way it is now, Evers said he's questionable to sign it. So we can get into that a little bit. And um, obviously, the Senate has to pass the Brewers' bill. But Evers said he's going to sign whatever they give him. He doesn't care. There, it's weird that right. The, the, that's the thing because that's like a lot of money. So it's a lot of money, and I, I'll explain where that money comes from whenever you want me to. Um, yeah. Uh, the politics of that, though, like all like if you were in the legislature, too, right? None of the politicians want to be responsible for the brewers to leave town. Exactly right. But I will say that the former GM, I think he was the GM of the Miami Marlins recently in the last two weeks, maybe uh, last month, has said that the threat of leaving town is the way to get this going. And then and then later now, he's not the he's not the it's it's a. Uh, I forgot his I name. I forgot his name too. I don't uh, but he said we were never going to leave town. We just say that. So there's there's that too. And we're we're yeah. way down the road. So I want to you know, anyway. I want to talk about that a little bit. I've, sure. I have a lot of questions there too. So six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you got questions, you want to talk about logger softball. Well, it's not logger softball. Lacrosse, Northwoods League softball, PFAs in the town of Campbell, and Brewers funding. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom. In the studio with me is Lacrosse Loggers, and I guess once we have it, softball team, Lacrosse softball team owner Dan Kapanke, Right? That's a. That's it. You, you, now, did you let your wife? Maybe you. Maybe you should give the wife the softball team, and then you own the loggers. I could. She runs the loggers, so she could run that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you announced uh, this a couple of months ago. The Northwoods League announced that they were going to have a softball league, and now Dan Dan Kapanke and. And Chris Goodell, right. is it Chris Goodell? You guys went out to Copeland Park and announced that lacrosse would have the first team. So we have how many teams do we have now? Because I saw at least one post that one other team had signed on, but they're doing it incrementally. So we started two weeks ago, and then last week we were in Mankato. We have a minority interest in Mankato. Chris Goodell and I, and okay. my son Ben, we have a minority interest there. So we announced publicly in in Mankato a week ago, and then there's going to be another team announcing potentially this week or next week. And then thereafter, we're looking at a small start, four to six teams. But in 2025, I predict that it'll probably double. 
and okay. then it'll keep growing. We have a lot of interest, but but in one year we have to look at stadiums, we have to look at leases, we look have to look at uh, turf and all of these things. And and we have we have owners of of baseball parks uh, communities that are very interested in making this happen in their community. And do you kind of already know like the four? Like you said, you have it planned out. You just want to keep the keep the news flowing, right? Yeah, like every yeah. Now, are all these teams going through the same thing? Like they don't have names? Yes. Do we have a name? Okay, We're so all going through it. and that's the most important thing I think. In the deadline you guys have in lacrosse is November third yeah, will be the deadline right. to name the team. Maybe unless you don't have, well, then we'll have to we'll have to maybe run it again. But it's LAX. Uh, softball.com laxsoftball.com go to that website and submit a name and uh, I think we've had maybe close to 300 people uh, names already and uh, we're looking through them and at this point I haven't seen them all but not one of them has jumped out at me and say that's it Uh, when we did the loggers in 03 it kind of came to this this this, and then loggers and that's it because it's it's at a site where they used to uh, um, logs used to right uh, like Copeland Park down. is right on the the river there, Black and River. the river yep. used to, they used to <laughs> literally there was, yep. was a logging river. It was, and then uh, when we built a stadium there, we had to go down so far, and then we hit logs it, and sawdust underneath the ground, so we had to go a lot oh, deeper really? to get it. Yeah, so th- it was a it was a staging area for logging, and so loggers fit real well, and uh, we're looking at something that's kind of unique for softball. Okay, so do you have any inspirational words to kind of like? get people's memory to get people thinking like this would okay creatively i don't know like you must have thought about you have like a submission yeah. what's your submission no i don't know i don't have one i'm gonna keep it quiet i, I really <laughs> don't um but we would love something like you know the loggers fit with north side lacrosse you know and that actually there was a lumber yard iverson lumber yard on the corner there by st cloud and, and mm-hmm. rose streets or, or copeland avenue so you know, it just fit with the logging and everything. Now, we want something. We want that connection, you know, maybe with lacrosse some way, somehow. I don't do know you, what that is. Do you care? Because a lot of times when you see uh, high school sports, it'll be the lady loggers or something like that. And I know that's not what we want to do. I don't think so. Um, do you want something? Okay, so, so obviously the loggers has like a history, a historical like relation to the city. Right. Do you want that, but like a female version of it? Or do you want to just be like, it doesn't matter? Well, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm yeah. sure you'll take every submission you we can will. take. But- we'll take them all. We'll take them all. I know something's going to click eventually. That's mm-hmm. going to say, that's it. And it'll come. It'll come. We'll be patient. We don't want to make a mistake here. We want to do it right. But we want that, like you just suggest. Something with history, lacrosse. Uh, fits into the Cooley region here. Whatever that might be. It's out there. We'll find it. Now the deadline is November third, and then it, it, on the website it says uh, you'll announce the like finalists. Do you have any? W- will all those dates change though? If you just don't have, we'll see. Again, I haven't seen them all, and uh, I don't. I don't know if they, at the office how close they're following them. But but once Friday comes, we'll go through them all, and we'll come up with the top five, and uh, we'll announce that. But if you don't have a top five, or well, like, what if you don't like? Well, you just go. Okay, we're going to extend this maybe, a month and I, keep going. I mean, personally, I would, but yeah. I got to talk to you know my people and see what they want to do. But uh, we want we want the right name. I I want to say like you just need to do another media blitz. You just need to. Like Rotary Lights is coming up. Just go stand at the entrance of Rotary Lights and say, hey, by the way, we're (laughs) trying to figure out a name. (laughs) And then all the thousands of people that go through Rotary Lights every day, right? Maybe. Maybe get a Rotary Lights, uh, like a, you probably do have one of those, like a Christmas tree, but like put on there, name the softball team. Um, I was at a meeting the other night and I was sitting at a table with a bunch of um, um, middle-aged ladies and I said, here, I got, I got a, 
I got a job for you. I want you to come up. So I've been spreading the word. Yeah, personally, and for sure. people in our office have been too. And and we're getting again, we're getting submissions, and uh, we'll wait and see. And the right one will hit us. What when would you have to know a team name in order to because there, you want to get it out there early enough because yeah. you want to send you want to be able to sell that to collegiate players exactly. that you're recruiting for the team right. next year. Yep. But also, like you want to you want to get the best name, and then there's the whole you need to create a logo and mark in exactly. So and we'd like to all you know we we'd like to have some. Uh, softball, you know, apparel to sell. Yeah, that's a, uh, yeah that was my next time. thing. You need so, a logo, and then yeah. you need to be able to, yeah. the, the bling, right? Name, like Name, logo, and then uh, design, you know, a uniform and, and have something to sell for Christmas. That's our goal. When do you recruit baseball and softball players uh, for the team? Chris has been doing the recruiting for you know, as long as the loggers have been in existence. Now, he, he is not necessarily going to be recruiting the softball players, but yeah. he has done the baseball, and he does that. Do you I mean, have someone? Continuous. Do you have someone recruiting softball players at not this yet. point? No, we're, not we're, yet. We're we're going to be interviewing uh, interviewing. Excuse me, our first coach tomorrow. Okay. And so it's in in the Northwoods League. It's kind of a combination. The GM does it in some places, and then a combination with the with the head coach. So they have you know some of the coaches have more access to to players around the na- nation, and and uh, they they uh, they know, and then, so they do it, and GM does it. In lacrosse, Chris has been doing it. He has great relationship with. College coaches, you know, the players don't really have a say. Like if we talk to LSU and the coach there is Jay Johnson, if he says, um, I got a shortstop and the first baseman, and Chris says, great, send him. Okay. That's kind of how it works uh, through the coaching uh, and, and Chris Cadell. And so softball, it'll be just a little bit different once we get a coach in place, and that's almost uh, – we want to do that almost as fast as uh, yeah, everything a team. Else. Uh, then they can start recruiting. We did uh, a father of a player reached out to us, so I can't tell her her name yet, but she's going to be our first um, recruit. I can't uh, I can't disclose that. We don't even have contracts yet, so I can't do it. But but there's a lot of interest in this. There's been submissions to the league, um, sixty to seventy, uh, eighty players around from around the country that want to play in this league. We we just feel that this is going to take off. I've I've made the statement, Rick. I think this is one of the more significant developments in women's collegiate athletics in, in some time. I, I really do. And I think this could be something very, very special. And uh, we're glad here in lacrosse to be on the cutting edge. And by the way, you know, that puts a, a crunch on, uh, you know, scheduling at events at Copeland Park a little bit more. We're going to have 20 home games. But, uh, you know, the people at the Parks Department, they've been so supportive from day one on this whole thing. And we're going to work it out. We're going to make it happen. Yeah, how are we going to have, like, the gin blossoms and that back at the <laughs> the 90s artists that I grew up listening to? <laughs> yeah. Um, but when, go back to recruiting. When, when do you – for the loggers, the baseball mm-hmm. team, when do you look at, okay, we want to get these guys on the team this year? We're, do you, I mean, obviously the spring season is the baseball season. And then right after that, they go, they would come to the loggers, but do you watch that season and really recruit or do you go, or is this the time where you're trying to figure out who to come bring on? Chris really, he it's for him. He's really good at it. And he, uh, he really takes pride in it and he does it almost year round. I mean, mm-hmm. in June or July, he'll be looking at, you know, what for next year for 2024 in this past June and July, yeah. he'll probably have, I'm not sure, but I would guess he's has of a roster of 35. He's got over 20 players already committed to come on the lacrosse. So it'll be a little bit more difficult this first year for the softball team, because they'll, they'll only have this se- because you want do you, do you recruit and, and you're like, you got to make cuts and you know, are you going to have the pick of the litter? So to speak. We, well, you know, with only let's say four to six teams, and there there are no leagues in the United States. Yeah, 
quite a difference from baseball where there are like uh, 40 to 50 summer collegiate leagues sure. and over 400 teams in, in softball. There's, there are none. There's a complex in Florida that, that they go down there and they pay and then they, it's kind of like a cloverly four fields and they just stay there, but there's no league where they'll get on a bus and travel to where right. it might be uh, Mankato or the other, some yep. of the other teams. And it's just like, our, it's going to be patterned just after the baseball, same thing. We have the template, uh, the Northwoods League, in our opinion, we're a little biased, but we feel it's the best summer collegiate baseball league in America, and we're going to pattern the, the women's collegiate softball exactly after that. Yeah, it sounds like you might have the pick of the litter, like the six right. teams. Well, It'll be hard for a right. mediocre softball player, yeah, because a mediocre baseball player in Division One would get on one of these summer teams, right? Could, and we've, we've had them, yeah. There's, and because there's there's four to 500 teams that are vying for that same person, maybe, yeah. you know, not not 400, but there's a lot of them. And so there's 400 and 500 teams that are looking to fill their rosters. So there's a lot of competition. Is there a best player in softball? And you go, hmm, we want her. <laughs> well, I think Oklahoma State won it last year. Yeah. And they've got some, some really good players. Uh, Wisconsin's had some really good athletes. And uh, we're going to look at all the big programs and, and smaller programs and come out with the best we can. And it's going to be really exciting. It's a fast-paced game, as you know. Yeah. Um, and we talked Oh, about I love covering softball over baseball when I was a sports writer. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I know it's going to be done in two hours. Yeah, or less. And so we, you know, we, we just feel that, again, the significant development in women's athletes, uh, collegiate athletes um, – Look at look at the uh, volleyball down in Nebraska that was held. You know where they held open football stadium. They had ninety two thousand with yeah. Nebraska. The, the Badger Nebraska game was the largest Big Ten yeah. network audience on yes. on TV yes. just two weekends ago. Exactly, so, exactly, um, and it's it's huge. And and then you got Caitlin Clark down in Iowa, just like unbelievable basketball player, and they had. What did they have? An exhibition game, and they had forty five thousand. Yeah, they did the same thing. I mean, they played outside. You know, so again, women's athletics are—they're growing. People are interested. It's all it sounds crazy. like, Kapanki, is you're you're vying for. Uh, well, we're going to need a couple of public. We're going to need some public money to build this Copeland Park a little bit bigger. No, <laughs> we're going to need a bigger Copeland Park. Well, that would be a nice problem. W- would but- the next step way down the road be like a softball field park, well, a Copeland you know, softball park? I think the owner of this league, Dick Raditz Jr. Um, he has he has he has great great vision, and he did for the baseball, and he does for the softball, and I, and he thinks someday that you know there's potential that there's going to be a lot of interest in softball as much in, as in baseball. Yeah, I'm thinking like league. way down the road. Yeah, and, not, do you ever think just, about like doing a partnership with either UWL or I don't know if it's legal or Viterbo, and just being able to use their or or going in together could, and using could, their softball complex because then you have like yeah. a field that's totally softball, right? right. Because yeah. right and now we're converting Copeland Park we are. every other day for a, yeah. for a baseball or yeah. softball game. And the, the, what we have to do, we'll have a portable fence, Rick, and then yep. we'll have bases that we can put at 90 feet or 60 feet or whatever, you know, the yeah. and then we'll have a pitching mound that'll be, you know, different. We're going to, we're talking to the city now and we've been talking a year or so about portable mounds, uh, that are turfed so that, you know, we have, we have turf and then we have a, clean yeah, this mound. isn't a new revelation converting no. a baseball field to a no. softball no. field, no. but it would be cool down would, the road to either have be. its own or, you know, when we talk about like consolidating, like UW lacrosse mm-hmm. might be able to, yep. I, I just don't know how that works with like well, a team that's, you know, a public university team. Well, and, actually, uh, UWL has a, an agreement with the city of lacrosse to play at Copeland park, their baseball. Oh, now, okay. Oh, they do. They, I guess they, I didn't know they, that. Yeah. That's been going on for, yeah, so, yeah, they, yeah, but it's a, it's a great idea, and we love having UW lacrosse there. But the softball team has their own field. They have their own field. Yeah. Yeah, and so 
one of the good things about having it at Copeland is we video cast all of our baseball games. So we have the cameras there. Mm. We're going to video cast the softball games, you know, so right. we're the same thing. It's going to go nationwide. Um, we've got great concessions. We've got, you know, new, new, uh, restrooms now and that. So we want, we want to give these lady athletes the same experience that the men get. And just to do that, we want to play in the nicest venue that we can. And right now that's Copeland park. That's a beautiful venue and it's going to get better. Um, we, we have talks with people about how we can improve Copeland park, how it can make look better with the city and even with UWL, they're interested. And so there's a lot of good things happening at Copeland park and it, it it's uh, it, it uh, in the future is going to be even more. We just need a name. LAX softball.com. <laughs> we have until November 3rd to get your submissions in. So anyone's got a good idea for the softball team, the equivalent to the lacrosse loggers, what the softball team should be named LAX softball.com. Let's make Dan work uh, to have to really, to like really slim this down. November 3rd is the deadline. All right. Thank when we you. come back, we're to talk about brewers funding and, PIFAs uh, on the town of Campbell, where Dan is the, the town board chair. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM 608 785 7914 is the talking text line. Lacrosse Loggers co owner Dan Kapenke is in here with me. We're talking about the, well, we're talking about the team with no name at this point, but we're going to maybe by November 3rd have a list of names. You have top names will be announced November 6th. Do you have any idea about how many? Will be on that list, or like, would it be 10, 20? I hope, you, I hope it's quite a few. Okay. I hope it's ten or twenty. So when you when you announce the top ten names, or well, I I just made it ten, whatever. Yeah, whatever. November six, when you announce the top names for the the potential names for the the team, then what happens? Like, are we going to do a another survey? Because leaving do this up to the public is sometimes dangerous because. You know you, you see, like, the, hey, public, name this thing, and it's always like Bodie McBoatface yeah. or something. And that, not that that would happen. It gives you guys have some rights here to, to yeah. putting out what team names you want. But what would happen after we get the list of names? Well, I would think I would think that um, we would have people just socially vote, you know, social media just, sure. just come in and say, hey, I like this one better than this one. And we, we, we listen to that and we watch that for sure. And um, we'll make a decision and we hope it's a real good one because I don't want to mess this up. <laughs> yeah. It'll just, it'll depend on uh, who, who votes for what, but at some point, you know, that's, that's where I see like the list couldn't be 10 because if you, you, you might want to make it, it would probably be three. Or maybe, maybe even five. two, maybe because five. because you guys can then, or you do like a, you could do like a March Madness thing where you have like eight. You could do a playoffs, right? You have eight, sure. and you just pit them against each other. Um, but the the more team names you have in there, and then you need voter turnout at that point because if you don't get enough voter turnout, yeah, right. then just one yeah. team takes over. We'll we'll figure that all out, but I, it'll fall into place. I'm very confident. All right, so moving on. Um, We'll just stick to let's just stick. We'll talk PFAs here in a minute, but we'll stick to baseball soft. We'll stick to sports. Stick to sports. Um, the Brewers, the Senate is going to vote I, this next month. I don't know how far into the future they're going to vote on five hundred forty-five million dollar package. What do you? What don't you like? Because you're pro Brewers staying in, and I think most people are, but a lot of people just get itchy about using public funding uh, on a on a team that's owned by probably a billionaire at this point. I know all the reports say he's seven, worth 700 million, but that number was pre pandemic. And I think all those guys really made out uh, after the pandemic, but, but the, the, the hiccup in all this is the same dilemma. It's not a dilemma, but the same situation that the loggers are on with the city, the loggers rent 
or lease Copeland Park right. from the city. And it's Correct. not a it's not a there's no big fight there. Has there ever been a fight between you and the city about, hey, we don't want to, I don't know. No, not really. I mean, from the very beginning, the mayor, that was back in 2002, the fall of 2002, when we started talking about this, and the mayor was John Menninger, the council. I mean, quite frankly, at that time, people don't know this, but at that time, not all people know this, but I was also chairman of the town of Campbell. And at that time, we were fighting with City of La Crosse lawsuits on annexations. We were trying to stop them, and so we filed loose suits against them. So at the same time we were doing that, in court, maybe one day, the next day I was in City Hall <laughs> asking to use your park. Yeah. And I, I always give Mayor Benninger and the council credit because they saw through those two issues. Yeah. I got, they don't hold a grudge one versus never the other. Did. They never did. The, the mayor was always in favor of it. He had his tough stance over here to protect the city, which he should. And at the other end, he wanted, he wanted uh, summer collegiate baseball at Copeland park. But on the flip side, the the city has a good deal on on this thing. Don't you think the the city makes out pretty good on having the loggers in town because you guys pay for a lot of the, like all or most of the renovations and upgrades. Yeah. And we, and again, that was part of our contract with them. And then we exceeded that because we saw that this would benefit us if we did. I mean, the, the, the restrooms were, were, uh, or hog ugly. They were just yeah. ugly. And so we, we wanted to do that. And now it's being used again by Weed Hawk. So what would you say like a decade or so or more ago, the, you guys contributed $600,000 to Copeland Park. That was in 2003. That was oh, right the, off the bat. The first year we had to do it. And you then had to upgrade that, the stadium. Bought, so yeah. it, it could there was hold. nothing there. It was a skin infield. It was a, a softball complex they played softball there and they played some baseball there and used stuff but there was nothing okay there. so you actually kind of almost had to make a stadium that would over. hold we started over. okay and then not that long ago you added almost a million dollars to upgrade all the the like yep. bathrooms and yep. and and uh concessions, yeah, concessions and all that. area and we and front entrance is is really nice we redid that and we did that and then we extended our lease by 10 years so yeah. we're up to 2035 now when you did lease. that has the city contributed any money uh, lately, lately they have, but we did that on our own. We we just said we we're going to do this. Oh, they haven't. Yeah, and they have though. Um, we did a sound system. We 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 bought half. They bought half. Oh, okay. Uh, we're going to work together on a lot of things going forward. Uh, uh, the, the Jay Odegaard and, and Jared Flick at the city uh, parks department are tremendous people that work really well with us, and we work with them. And we just want what's best for Copeland Park, and so do they. And so it's it's an easy thing to do. We I love it when they come on the field and down to the park and start talking about, hey, maybe we should do this or do that, and uh, let's partner. Do we utilize the park enough? I mean, is it oh, yeah. is it empty at all? in the summer it's used a lot i mean central in central high school's home field it's uwl's home field it's uh the legion team home field uh the boys club uses it and then there are all kinds of civic events like we have two Oktoberfest events that take place at the park we've got the concerts that we draw people from tri-state area and beyond for yeah winter rec fest when we had that that was out there you know in the middle of winter yeah um okay so this is i'm going to draw comparisons here to the brewers so one of the things that the uh, from what I understand, when the Brewers, if we upgrade the Brewer Stadium to winterize it so that Miley Cyrus can come have a concert in the middle yeah, of winter. Right. Do the Brewers get all those profits? Do you that's, know this? That's their, I think it's their deal. They get, um, they get concessions and the, uh, the, the performers get the tickets. That's kind of how oh, that okay. works at that level. It doesn't here. We, we run the whole thing, but we also have great risk here because we don't have a roof. Yeah. So, we get a lightning storm and we got 4,000 people at Copeland Park. Concert's gone. You got to refund we, everything. Yeah, we got to refund and we still have to pay Just the performers. Pay so pay there's a lot, people, of, yeah. a lot of risk involved, but but uh, 
but it's it's worked really well, and we're fortunate we haven't had that that lightning blast. We did have a rain delay in our last concert, which was our best concert ever. Uh, but people stuck around. It was good performers, and so so it's worked out. Yeah, it's 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 really worked out well. Getting back to the now American Family Field or Miller Park, when they built that, the state had a contract with the Milwaukee Brewers that they would maintain it, the state would, mm-hmm. and also upgrade it to major league standards. That's part of the contract. Yeah, and so you know we're through contract, we're, we have to do that. We as in the state. We yep. as a state. Uh, that state is, uh, that stadium is primarily owned by the state. So, you know, it's ours. So in my, in my head though, if we lease the stadium for the Brewers to play baseball, we as the state, can we lease the stadium then? But when we want to run a concert, we want Taylor Swift to come in the middle of winter. Now, who should get the profits for that? Well, I like who's running that. You guys, okay. So you had the Gin Blossoms and other other. Yeah. You had a you had a series of concerts. Yes, we did. We had three but you concerts. ran all that, right? We did. we did. It's not like the city because no. it's the city's park, no. and they're like, "Hey, we're going to run a concert." Yeah. So, so I understand that you ran it, you organized it, you cleaned it up, you, and then right. so you get the profits right. from it. So. Is it the same deal with the Brewers? I don't think so. But let me just let me just explain here just a little bit. You mentioned a five forty five million dollars yep. agreement, public funding. Uh, yep. Yeah. So the Brewers are going to put in a hundred million, and they up that I think to about one hundred and forty million now mm-hmm. in the new, latest version of this bill. Yeah, one hundred forty of, of comes from the Brewers. The four hundred million that's coming from the state is coming through the Brewers uh, through income tax on the players that play at. at American Family Field yep. and all of the other employees and and there's there's been studies out the Brewers have had a 2.5 billion dollar impact on Wisconsin mm-hmm. since that park American Family Field is built in 2001 it opened in 2001 2.5 yep. billion with over 3000 jobs so their their um, legislative fiscal bureau in Madison estimated that through the length of this contract 2050 Income tax on the players, like when Aaron Judge comes in with his big right. contract, he pays taxes here. Yeah, they estimate it would be over six hundred million dollars through twenty fifty, and we're taking four hundred of that. So you're talking about it, it essentially it will pay for itself exactly. through the through the players. Yeah. So one of the leaders in Madison said, "If the Brewers leave, the money follows," and that's exactly right. And they're not even accounting for all the sales tax that's generated dollars that are generated because of the Milwaukee Brewers tickets. Yeah apparel, uh, you know, motels, restaurants. I mean, there's an impact, a huge impact. The big difference between the Brewers stadium funding deal and like a lot of other, like the Vikings stadium is Ziggy Wilf, I think is the owner there. He owns the land and the stadium. The Brewers don't own the stadium. So that's why I always make the joke. Yeah. And Dan, have you ever, you ever asked, I don't know if you talked to Mark and and, and Antanasio, be like, Hey, what if we just gave you the stadium? Uh, that's been talked about. Uh, one of the legislatures, I think, said, why don't you just buy it for a dollar and then go, you, yeah. you run your I own I mean, thing. you might think that. Have you literally heard that? Because I've, I, I floated that to you last did, time. Did you? Yeah. Did, no, I, I heard. Because remember the senior center town yes. in town yes. here? We sold yes. the, the city sold yes. that to them. Yeah, for a dollar. You, you ever get? You ever ask for that deal for Copeland Park? Hey, no. why don't you guys send sell us the park for a dollar? <laughs> well, here, here's the thing, Rick, on Copeland Park. We, we take great pride that this is a community 
you know, place. This, yeah. this park is community owned and it's community use. It's, it's not just a logger. We never wanted it just to be a, a you know, a logger park. We wanted it to be used and it, and it is, there's again, all these other teams play there, all these other events. There's, there's so many, uh, we used to have Boy Scout campouts in the ground and the outfield and all these things, all these things happen at Copeland park. And, and we're just really excited. Well, it, t- about that. it must take infrastructure for you to, because you're, you have to organize all that. Yeah, do. Do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you must just have like a manager that we, we have people that just, you know what I yeah. mean? Ben, um, we have good people, Ben and but my son, Ben and Chris and, and uh, Megan in the office. And we got Zach now there, another guy. And, and we work really hard. I mean, it's to put on a concert, Rick, these guys work like crazy. I mean, they back a semi in on the field and we have to put, you know, plywood down to protect the field. Right. It takes them, they go through the night setting this thing up. So the next day, boom. And then after the concert, they're taking it down and they're gone. Yeah. It's a lot of work, but we have great people that help us. And, and it's, it's, it's kind of fun, actually. Okay, back to the Brewers. Yes. Uh, Senator Chris Larson has put out a couple of things. Um, some of these I don't like. Some of them, I'll just get your opinion on them. Uh, increasing the contribution of the Brewers so it's like a 50-50 split. That's kind of out the door, right? Yeah, well, I think that, I mean, they did increase by $40 million, I think. Yeah. So so they're, they're doing their part. And again, it's because of the Brewers being there that we're getting that other $400 million. So without that, without them there, we don't get it. And we, the, hey, we'll still have the park. If the Brewers leave for Nashville... We have, we have American Family Field. Well, it's kind of scary, though. <laughs> like, oh, no, now we have this park. of What are we so, going to do with so, it? So, Rick, I'm old enough to know that in 1965, when the Milwaukee Braves left for Atlanta, mm-hmm. they left for greener pastures, bigger market, bigger broadcast contracts. That stadium was empty from 66, and it was only like 14 years old, Milwaukee County Stadium. Yeah. It, was, it was opened in 53. In 65, they left. And so that stadium was open in 66, 67, 68, and 69. There wasn't, the White Sox played a few games there, but there was nothing going on. If you go past that stadium, it was like depressing. Yeah. Nothing there. We don't want that for American exactly. Family Field. And, and the other thing is we have to keep our house in order. If you, you have a nice place you were talking about over in Minnesota, if you invite people over, you don't want the roof to leak. You want the toilets to work. You want your, your kitchen to work. Uh, you know, all these things. I'm going to start charging them, though. There to come you go. You could do that. I mean, <laughs> if you get anybody to come, that's great. Good for you. So the Brewers, because they live in the smallest market in, in of 30 major league teams, yeah. they depend on people coming to the gates because their broadcast rates contracts are minuscule compared to New York Yankees, yeah, St. Louis Cardinals, that. Chicago Cubs. So they need that house in order. The, so we from lacrosse and Eau Claire and Prairie Sheen come to. Are the to Brewers still apprehensive to, about opening up the parking lot to a business district? I, that's something they're going to talk about. I was at the hearing last week and they talked about okay. it. I, I don't know why they wouldn't be open to that. Yeah, I think, I think Can we do will. that with the loggers. You think that there, is there some awesome. land around the loggers? Be Cause, awesome. it, Cause there's a couple of ours, but there's, yes. you're right no. in the middle of like, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, industrial it, complex, it, it, right? It could happen there. I think it would be great. I really do. I, I think I think that would be great. I've been to St. Louis, and they've done that around the Cardinal Stadium, and it's 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 called a village, and it's really beautiful. So I think, you know, there's a lot of parking there. I think that there's, there's some possibility of that. Uh, the other thing you mentioned, and again, uh, if the if the brewers go away, this money goes away, and we still have the park. So we, yeah, we, it's we it's still a, have our and house. that'll be an albatross that, we'll, at that point. And we we'll still have to maintain unless we're going to let the roof fall in. You know, right. this beautiful structure. I don't think we're somebody gonna, will light it on fire yeah, and be like, yeah. oh, insurance money. But they did talk about the concerts. You mentioned the concerts, yeah. and the other activities that take place, uh, whatever it might be. The brewers come or go. We still have to upgrade the stadium so that we could do something with it in the and, winter. And pay why did we think of that in two thousand? What, what, what well, the, who the hell was on top of that? Like, yeah, oh, we won't use this thing well, in the winter. No, I'm, I, I tell you, there was a big. I don't know if you. Uh, 
remember the fight in 1995. You probably don't. You're too young. Mm-mm. But it was huge, huge. I mean, that just uh, – the legislative bill to get Miller Park then built was just squeaked through. And and one senator who voted for it was recalled. He was recalled, was yeah. Was kicked out of George P. Tech. And so we, without his vote, we don't we don't have the Brewers. And Tommy Thompson was a governor, and he, he pushed it. But um, getting back to the winter thing, um, events – they're talking about adding uh, a surtax or whatever you want to call it, upcharge for tickets that would go to help pay, get some revenue yeah. in on these out. I kind of hate that ones. because then it's the, like tickets are already expensive. Oh, the one they thing, are. can we work in a deal where the concessions are affordable? So the beers aren't $12. Like the Atlanta Falcons do this where the food is like regular-ish price. Is that right? You know, that I don't nice they, that, I don't know how much profit a, a baseball team or a, a, a professional team know. gets from concessions. But the idea that a, a beer is like $12 or $15 is just. It's, it's insane. But like that would be, you want to get the public on your side? Hey, you yeah. guys are going to contribute $545 million to our 140 But hot dogs will be a dollar. <laughs> you know, like that's all you'd have to <laughs> yeah. say, I yeah. think. That, that Milwaukee has some of the cheapest s- seats, uh, uh, in tickets in, yeah. in all of Major League Base. There was a Major League exec at the hearing, and he talked about the Milwaukee Brewers are in the smallest market, but they overperform. Uh, since 2017, they've got they're like sixth in out uh, of 30 teams in wins. Mm-hmm. They're right up there, and and in attendance, they're they're in the top 10. So they're they're Milwaukee and Wisconsin. Loves the Brewers. We just got to find a way to make this work for everybody. All right, we got to take a break. I'll see how much time we I left for ourselves to talk <laughs> about PFAS. We might have to bring Dan back to talk about that. We, we literally have a minute, so it's not we're not going to do any justice to trying to talk about PFAS in a minute. Um, when when do you expect to see any movement on that though? The 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 town of Campbell bottled water for two and a half three years yeah. now. The, the, I just the message to the people in Campbell is this that that we are moving on it. We're talking to Alaska. We're talking to the City of La Crosse. We're, we did a test well. Um, we have a designs from previous years on the system that we'll upgrade, but we've got that in place. By next summer, we'd like to have a design on the system and let people know. I mean, we got people that have wells that are contaminated. We have people that have wells that are, are old and need replacement. Do they you want thinking to like a community well? Like I, in my community, yeah. we have yeah. four wells in their yeah. community wells. Yeah, that's what, that's what we want. And we want to lay, lay the, you know, the pipes in the ground and, and provide good water to these people that are now on bottled water. So the expectation there with them, well, we only have 10 seconds. All right, Dan, I'm going to have to bring you back to Uh, to talk about it. There'll be more developments, too. All right, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Dan.